0: You're listening to the Madcast Media Network. Madcastmedia.com One, two, three. No. Okay.
1: Welcome to Super Ergon Bros, recorded on November 1st, 2020. I am Dirk, with me is my co-host, my good buddy, my cohort, Stev. Stev, how you doing, buddy? I am doing okay. Just okay? Yeah, only okay. (laughs) So this is the very first episode we have done, where we are recording this while streaming live through Twitch. We have never done this before. Hopefully, it is not a complete, absolute fucking train wreck, <laughs> and I. there's a lot of things that can go wrong, especially when oh, it comes to yeah. the world of streaming, so oh, yeah, yeah I, I'm happy to be able to finally do this because I've been wanting to be able to take this into the world of, of the video, and so while doing this, we can actually take what we, what we stream and upload it onto YouTube as well so that people have an alternate way of uh, enjoying the show. Mm -hmm. Of course, we are on madcastmedia.com, we are on uh, uh, the Apple Music, we are on Google Play, Um, we're on Amazon's uh, podcast as well. Oh, nice. Yeah, which is is weird. I don't know of anybody that's listening to podcasts on Amazon just yet because the service was just released, but we decided to put it on there anyway. And uh, Stitcher, we're on uh, Spotify, we're even on iHeartRadio. So we have plenty of avenues to be able to listen to the show. We just have not done so through here yet. Oh, oh God, That was a so, lot to go through. That's a lot to go through there. <laughs> yeah. So, God. So why why are you not here, Stev? What is going on? Uh,
0: so, unfortunately, fucking people people annoy me let's just put it at that yeah (laughs) and uh so i i work over at a gas station right and you will get idiots every once in a while like you 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 will get you will get certain idiots where you will uh you know kind of bang your head together so to speak yeah and it's just woman comes in i didn't realize it until after i finally you know gave her stuff and she was already moving away but it turns, uh, she starts coughing up a fucking storm. Mm, yeah. Now I could say that benefit of the doubt. Yeah. You know, it's just whatever. She's just being old and crotchety and all that sort of stuff. Whatever. You Very uppity. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like uh, I don't want to chance it, especially since you have small babby. <laughs> yeah. So at- and i'd rather not all of a sudden go over there and just realize oh oh boy i may have just given small baby uh fucking covid (laughs) so i'm gonna stay here for a little bit and figure out uh, if i if i start getting sick then well um, i'm fucked (laughs) yeah yeah
1: all right well with that let's go ahead and get this show going and let's get into the games of the week
0: games
1: of the week so steve did you have anything for
0: games of the week uh i actually did yes so yeah so one of the perks of me being able to work uh being able to record from home is going to be one of these nice and dandy little things where i uh, get to look at my steam page and actually uh remember the names of the games that i've been playing yeah so of course most everyone that's been listening to this show for a long time know that I've gotten into Paladins pretty hardcore. I play it nearly every day. But on top of that, I also found a little game here that I think you would enjoy as well, Mr. Durkub. What's that? So the game's, uh, the, the name of the game is called Solasta, Crown of the Magister. Right now, I believe it is in early access on Steam. So take that as you will. Uh, let me see here yeah it is still on early access so take that as you will but it so it it, it plays off of the d you know rule set there's there's it, it uh, let me see here uh yeah it's it's based on the uh 5.1 rule set of the SRD for DND I'm guessing and it reminds me it's 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 a Crpg right so you're you're looking at your turn-based RPGs sort of stuff. But the only... Th- and, and and the other games that I'm thinking of that are, uh, you know, that are like that would be Divinity Original Sin 2, Baldur's Gate 3. What sets this one apart from, you know, those two games is that you get to make the entire party your own. Like, you 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 make every single party member that is going to be a part of your party, or you know, future parties. Okay. So, yeah, you can make rangers, war, uh you can make rangers, fighters, rogues and anything like that. Any sort of party uh you you, you can basically ch- you can make your own party, not having to rely on hopefully finding the one uh finding the one character that's also a healer or to fill out any niche you can make a party before the game starts put them on their own adventure level him uh level them up on their own and you 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 fill out the party with whoever you want i find that's honestly kind of fun okay so is there anything else you want to add on to that uh I mean it's 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 i haven't gone too far into it Mainly because I, I I have other things that I need to do. I mean, I still have I still have work. I still have you know you know other games that I want to play. I, I I finally caved in and bought Devil May Cry Five and Doom Eternal because yeah they, yeah we have, have a Halloween sale going on right now on Steam and it's there's there's a few games that are catching my eye and it's like I I want to buy them. But at the same time, you know, I don't want to all of a sudden realize that, oh, well, good old Stev just decided to spend most of his money on, like, maybe four or five different games that I'm probably going to play for only two hours. I'm looking at you, Resident Evil 2. Oh, oh, did that happen? Just, yeah, just two hours? Um, I mean, no... I mean, there, there's games in my library that I've only played for a few hours and then forgot that I had and then got rid of them so that way I can go play other things. Oh, there's a couple games in here that I'm looking at right now that reminds me of that a little too hard.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I can't wait to hear your comments on Doom Eternal once you get your, your teeth sunk into that one. Same thing oh, for DMC5, though.
0: Oh, f- man. Oh,
1: fucking great oh. game from last year.
0: Yeah. I'm gonna be playing a good amount of that stuff, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah.
1: Now, I I myself don't have much for games of the week, but I was given a uh, a review copy of Grave of Graveyard Keeper for Steam, and this is because the new DLC just came out, Game of Crone, which came out October 27th, and uh, I, I like I do want to actually mention that Tiny Build uh, gave me a copy of this game to be able to play. And so what is included in the new DLC that is six to 12 hours of extra gameplay. Uh, You can build your own refugee camp and bring it to prosperity, brand new bag mechanics, get access to new dishes, gravestones, fences, and to teleportation scrolls, deal with a vampire terrorizing a peaceful village, unravel the secret of the mysterious death of your predecessor, Uh, find out even more terrible secrets of your old and new friends, Finally, become an ally of Comrade Donkey and take part in the revolution.
0: Excuse me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, okay, so for, for context, this game has a donkey that delivers the dead bodies to you. And uh, the, the donkey has made comments about the capitalistic system. and And he calls you Comrade. Oh. So you see where this is going. Jesus, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I, am not too far into the game just yet. I, 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 will be honest. I'm not quite feeling it just yet. There are some parts of this that are a little tedious, but I do like some of the mechanics though. Um, I just want to spend more time with this and then be able to give a much better definition of my thoughts when that time comes. All right. So that's it for what I have here. So let's go ahead and move on to the next part. And that is the gaming news. Gaming News. Let me pull up the gaming news that I have here, because I've I've got a a few ones here for you. Up first, Assassin's Creed is getting a Netflix series.
0: Ooh. Hmm. Hmm. I remember... uh... (laughs) i remember uh the assassin's creed movie yeah
1: and and how nobody else remembered the movie after it came
0: out uh i didn't realize that it came out until two years afterwards when we saw it in a (laughs) on uh wait they came out two years ago no i i saw it two years after it released and didn't realize that you know it was that new i uh so it's already that old yeah, let me see here. Let me let me oh, look this up. Shit. Because I'm on my computer. Yeah. Let me see here. Creed movie. Let's see here. The Assassin's Creed movie came out in 2016 to a five and a half uh, to a 5.7 star rating it's, on IMDb. Oh, it's already four I, years old. Oh, I, uh, <laughs> I thought that movie was a lot older.
1: Yeah, I, I thought it was a lot younger.
0: Oh God! So,
1: uh, from the TechRaptor.net article, uh, Netflix and Ubisoft are to collaborate on a live-action Assassin's Creed series. The show will be overseen by Ubisoft executives as executive producers. We don't currently have an estimate as to when the show will come to air for a sh- or a showrunner for the Assassin's Creed Netflix series. So, I hope that the series will be as buggy as the games are.
0: God, <laughs> going to show up one day, just like all of a sudden. Hey, where's this? uh Where's this fucking dude's? Uh, where's where's his dude's face? face? It's a, it's it's a feature. Don't worry. It's about just it. a feature. Yeah, yeah. It's part of the mythos. <laughs> uh, it is part of the mythos, my boot. Uh, my
1: <laughs> up next, Peter criticizes no dog deaths setting in Red Lantern. So I, I don't know much about this. I'm I'm digging into this completely blind here. Uh, PETA has criticized the Red Lantern dog deaths setting. This is a weird one to read. Which prevents dogs from dying in a game set in the harsh Alaskan bush, criticizing dog sledding as a blood sport. Okay, I see where this is going. The Red Lantern is a survival and resource management game where players take on the role of the musher, a woman who finds herself lost in the wilderness of the Alaskan bush. With no real chance of rescue, she assembles a team of dogs and tries to find her way back home together with her team. Now, PETA is criticizing the dog deaths in the game, and not for the reason that you might think. So why are they criticizing the game? PETA has a- has released a letter criticizing the Red Lantern dog death setting, not because the dogs in the game die, but because players can enable a, quote, Dogs always live option, which prevents the dogs from dying at all. Jesus. <laughs> okay. I, I've got the, <laughs> I, I've got the letter pulled up from PETA's website themselves here. So I, I'm going to read this out real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Dear Miss Rostal. I'm writing on behalf of people for the ethical treatment of animals and our more than 6.5 million members and supporters worldwide regarding the issue or regarding the release of the Red Lantern and its setting to quote turn off dog deaths. Following a public outcry over the death of a dog in one of the game's early trailers, in the real uh Editar Race, which is which the game is named, you can't simply turn off dog deaths and there's never an option in which dogs always live. Okay. If Timberline Studio is determined to promote the extremely cruel dog sledding industry, we urge you to make it realistic by not allowing users to turn off what dogs actually endure in these races. To date, more than 150 dogs have died in the... uh, I'm not sure how to pronounce this. Uh, I think it's Iditarod. Iditarod. Iditarod? No,
0: Yeah, I did a lot. I I, I remember having to do a paper in high school about this. Okay,
1: so you're familiar with it. Okay, good. Thank you. Um,
0: It's well documented that they are
1: subjected to biting winds, blinding snowstorms, and sub-zero temperatures. So, in other words, PETA is super upset because this game is not realistic enough about the dogs. Uh, (laughs) You see okay i I guess i get where they're coming from
0: no it's not that it's just that to certain people like seeing dog deaths like at all will unhinge them hardcore oh yeah 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 so like they want to make they want to make sure that this game is accessible to everyone And they want to put the game out for everyone. So all of a sudden realizing that you're going to traumatize your players... Is, uh, you know, not exactly a consumer-friendly thing to do. So that's why they probably put in the option to remove, you know, dog deaths. Because there are people that will, you know... They'll become disturbed by seeing that. Like... I, 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 I... For me... Keeping that realism in there would kind of God. How 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 do I want to it say? Would this to like a it would be hard to stomach. Yeah, it would be hard to stomach seeing a dog die because you know they're man's best friend. It's always hard to see a dog die. Yeah, yeah, it it always is. But, but at the same time, let me see here. Red Lantern and and when it comes down when it comes down to uh, surviving in the Alaskan bush, it is it's a tundra. There is literally nothing out there. So your st- dying dogs is going to be a big thing that happens, you know, like in the Iditarod race, uh, it's basically there to remind people of what happened during this. So uh, let, let me let me not sound like an asshole while trying to, like, talk about this. So the Iditarod race is to basically remind people of what happened in Nome. Nome, Alaska. So a basically a a disease broke out in this small village and in order to save the people in this village they had to use dog races. I mean uh, dog races, dog sleds in order to get there and it was 20 teams working together in order to get this serum to this village as fast as humanly possible or uh, the caninely possible I don't know. They got there they save the town, and the Iditarod Trail was was established between these two towns. However, around the 1940s, it fell into disuse, and people forgot all about what happened. It, and so somebody decided that they wanted to commemorate the Iditarod the Trail and r- remind people how important these dog sleds are to other people. Like, they save lives. They literally save lives. Because if a car breaks down there, you're shit out of luck in, in the Alaskan wilderness.
1: Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Dog
0: sleds. Dogs will get you there, hardcore. Yeah. Yeah. Thus cementing that dogs are the best pet that you can ever <laughs> that you can ever have. I mean, my bearded that. dragon can definitely pull my sled. Oh yeah, I can definitely see him pulling a sled.
1: <laughs> yes, in the cold
0: tundras. But. Yeah, I I understand I understand why there why there is that setting, but at the same time I I don't know. For me, I wouldn't want to turn it off because that's how realism works. Like dogs will die trying to get you from point A to point B if you don't take care of them. It'd be kind of like trying to restrict Oregon Trail. Yeah, it's try it's trying to restrict Oregon Trail, but at the same time there are people that get really disturbed by seeing dog deaths there are people out there that bonded really heavily to a family dog and seeing another dog die will remind them hardcore of that and yeah definitely you don't let's let's not traumatize consumers and bring up you know bad memories of dogs dying
1: right right
0: that's 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 why they put it in there and dog sledding is not a blood sport it is just a means of transportation it's like using a horse, <laughs> except, you know, you except the horse that loves you, except a horse that loves you and doesn't kick you in the teeth will sometimes piddle upon your uh, <laughs> upon your person. but That is fine. You just give them sausages and shower them with love. Yes, that's
1: right. Now, up next. So, you know how you have to have a Facebook account for the uh, the Oculus Rift or the Ocul- Oculus Quest? Ah, uh, yeah, kind
0: of forgot that that thing exists. <laughs> yes. Sure.
1: So, XRSI researchers bypass Facebook login requirement on Oculus Quest 2. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. So, we're getting into the jailbreaking territory. <laughs> An XR community researcher has managed to bypass the Facebook login requirement on the Oculus Quest 2 virtual reality headset. Doing so means a Facebook account isn't required to use the device, but sadly, it's not that simple for everyday users. So in other words, like it's gonna it's gonna take some work in knowing what you're doing to be able to get this thing to be, to, to happen, but mm-hmm. it is possible. And that is a big deal to me because I really do believe that you should not need a Facebook account to be able to use these devices. Like, what if my Facebook account gets deactivated for some reason? Like or my-
0: or or leaked like what if yeah. what, what, what if what if your personal information gets leaked to some random schmuck and god and who knows where stan yeah yeah exactly that, that that that's that's why people started getting a little bit antsy you know when they started started realizing that oh i have to have a facebook account this is starting to get a little creepy because <laughs> i mean we, we we live in an age where hackers exist okay l- 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 they literally hacked the Oculus Quest 2 so that way they didn't have to use Facebook. <laughs> yeah. They, they bypassed yeah. the login requirement so that way their Facebooks did not... did not, uh, they, they didn't have to use their Facebook accounts in order to use this equipment that they bought themselves. Yep. I so, still don't know why you needed Facebook, but at the same time... Well, because Facebook owns it. Oh, God, that fucking hurts to hear. Yeah, yeah, it sucks, doesn't it?
1: Jesus. Yeah. Now, for the last uh, last bit of news that I have here, this is related to Super Smash Bros. Now, we've got some new characters that are on the horizon here. We don't know about all of them, but from comicbook.com, Super Smash Bros reports hints of uh, an unexpected DLC character. So, from the article... A new Super Smash Bros. Ultimate report is currently making the rounds that could have, a big, have big implications for its DLC emphasis on could here. The popular video game still has four characters left to fill here. And there's no word of more characters coming after this. But if the latest hubbub hints at the possible inclusion of a Fortnite character, which has been a popular rumor for, for some time now, Tapping into this, a new leak has surfaced from an unlikely source. Fire Monkey, a prominent Fortnite leaker. So, um... Fortnite.
0: We like Fortnite. We like Fortnite. We (laughs) like Fortnite. (laughs) Fortnite. I... Okay. I guess. (laughs) I... I really don't want this to be true.
1: Just give us another Fire Emblem character at this point. Just
0: give me yeah just please another Fire Emblem character. I, I, uh, b- uh, another Byleth. Uh, uh let's see here. Uh Edelgard. Give me Edelgard. Uh Yes, uh, yes. Hilda. Edelgard. Uh Hilda Pigtail. Yeah.
1: Axe so, character. So
0: so I I will Backboard.
1: I will say just just repeat here this is just a rumor. We don't know if if any of this is going to be confirmed yet or not, especially if this is coming from a tabloid like comicbook.com. Either way, though, if it happens, let's not get surprised. I want Crash Bandicoot. So do I. I want Crash Bandicoot. Yeah, that would be fun. All right, did you have any news for
0: us, Dev? No, I'm very... <laughs> I forgot what I was going to talk about. You. <laughs> Uh, yeah, i see the fucking article right here too on my fucking computer screen. oh you looked it I up thought that you were, i thought you were just memeing on me i'm like not nah, here it is <laughs> fortnite yep. super smash bros ultimate crossover dlc may happen very soon and i uh, um <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that hurt to read it does
1: God All damn right. it! so let's go ahead and get into the topic of the week Topic of the week. Super Mario 3D All-Stars came out, and uh, I've been able to have some time with it. Now, my initial reactions to this game were pretty pleased. I mean, I'm able to play Mario 64 on my Switch. That's great. I've got Mario Sunshine. I've got Galaxy. Galaxy these are great games. I have great memories with them. A person could feel choked up from the ending of Galaxy. Choked up even harder to find out that Galaxy 2 would not be in this mix. And so, now that the, that the dust has settled, now that everybody has, has uh, made their, their orgasm to the front with this game... I'd say let's talk about this and and see what our real thoughts are right now. So, Steph, have you had any hand with
0: uh, with uh, playing this game at all? Um no. Unfortunately not. Again, I uh I try not to leave my house unless I absolutely need to. Well, you can so, download the game though. Oh, that that is also true. But that would requ- that would uh, require me to remember certain things in order for me to do, uh, to download it, and I haven't pl- I haven't played on my Switch for a very long time. Yeah, which yeah. is very unfortunate. <laughs> now that I started thinking about
1: it. Yeah. So these games, like the first two, are are from my childhood. Uh, Galaxy that was from my my first year in college, and so. Uh, it was a great time in my life, and being able to revisit that was was supposed to feel great for me. Now, let's let's talk about some of the controls here, though. In in Sunshine, I do remember the controls being much more intuitive than what they are right now. So I have to press and hold the R, sorry, the L two button to be able to spray while just standing and aiming, which was not the case at all i I would just hold down the um the r button and uh hear the click and then spray so Mm. that that was like getting the the gears going like okay well what else has changed here you get into galaxy now in galaxy this game came out for the wii and so it was taking advantage of the wii remote obviously in this game you are collecting star bits And to do so, all you have to do is use the cursor and point at what you want to collect, and it goes into your inventory. So I I just take the Wii Remote, I I point it to what I want to collect, that's it. So let's say you're wanting to play this on the Switch. How do you do this? Stev, do you want to take a guess?
0: To to download it?
1: (laughs) No. Okay. Uh... So, let's say you need to use the cursor on Galaxy. If you're using the handheld, the handheld switch, you use your finger. And in fact, you'll be using your finger and smudging up your screen a lot more than you think. So, going through the menu, yeah, you're smudging up the screen by, by pressing your options. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> but it also makes it much more slow to work with if you need to be uh, be collecting those star bits as they're passing by you. See, with, with the Wii version, I, I was just doing a quick flick of the wrist, and there's the cursor landing on what I wanted, and I was good to go. But no, in in Galaxy, if I want to use the cursor that way on the handheld, I gotta take my hand away from the side of the switch point with my finger and smudge on that screen to get it. And I hate that. I absolutely hate that. And I can at least use the, the uh, uh, Joy-Cons and uh, and play it on the big screen TV, though. But uh, I have to hold down a button to be able to use the cursor, which... Not the worst. Not the worst. I mean, we're, we're trying to take a game that was using a different kind of control scheme and on a completely different environment, too, and force it to work on the Nintendo Switch. So, I mean, I didn't really have the highest expectations for the handheld version, though. But I'm still kind of
0: disappointed. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I said it before. I'll say it again. I honestly do think that this was just a cash grab. It was.
1: It, it, it absolutely was. I will admit it. Uh, I still bought it. I still bought into this cash grab because I wanted to be able to play those from, from Nintendo directly. So here's the thing, though. I can play these games on a, uh, an emulator on my PC as long as the ROMs are available, mind you. And I can play them in better graphics and with mods than what was provided on the Nintendo Switch hmm so the real question about this is is it worth putting it out with the kind of pricing a- as they did so is it worth buying for 60 bucks on the switch i'm gonna have to uh... S- uh, unless you're the kind of guy that that absolutely has to have the Mario games on your switch like that unless you have no alternatives to playing these games Probably not. Uh, yeah. Probably. I not. think
0: I th- I think we're starting to finally realize that nostalgia fucking hurts and it also makes it makes money. Like I'm 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 going to look through my Steam library right now and a lot of the games that I have here are games that I adored when I was a kid. Mhm like i'm 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 talking about destroy all humans i'm i'm talking about fucking where is it I, i'm i'm fucking about I'm talking about fucking counter strike like original t f yeah i'm god it just i think nowadays people are starting to look at these games with rose tinted glasses and then when they're thrown back uh, when when they're given this when when they're given the product they're either going to keep those rose tinted glasses on or they've had them off for a while and they just can, kind of realize that like you cannot have that sort of magic again yeah and it's 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 the same thing with me with fallout 3 i can't go back to it anymore because i've played fallout new vegas i've played fallout 4 uh <laughs> it just i think there's a certain point where you have to realize that you cannot go back to what it uh, to what everything was and i think people are start i i think people should start realizing that after a while that you are not the same person that you were 5 years ago 10 years ago like i i i enjoyed fallout 3 don't get me wrong but that was, God, I think I was like 13, 14 at the time when it first came out.
1: I was uh, 19 when that came out. No. <laughs> so I <laughs> I remember picking that up for my uh, my PS3 and, uh, yeah, like being blown away by the, the choices, the gore, the violence, the gameplay, all of it. But I, I think a person like me could still go back to that game at some point. So I'm going to take the argument that you put out here, and um, I'm going to elaborate where some of my thoughts are with this. I think that the, the changes that they made to the control scheme of Super Mario Sunshine did not need to happen. And I think that the way that 64 controls is just fine. Just fine with it. In fact, uh, that is the better of of the three of those, actually. Now, I think that they, I think that Nintendo needs to be able to keep up with what the community is doing. So in other words, if we're able to run an emulation of Super Mario 64 in 1080p, 60 frames per second, I think that Nintendo should be able to keep up with that. I think that is more than doable. I think that is uh something that is easily done from Nintendo. Like how many different texture packs are there in 64 that Nintendo could use? But screw that. They could just they can just dump just a little bit of money here from their pockets, have some new textures made and call it good. And you know what? We would wait for it. I would wait for it. I would I would wait until it is absolutely ready and then and then enjoy the shit out of it. That's what I would rather want. I, that's what I'd rather have.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Especially if you're making me pay $20 per game. So I think that Nintendo needs to acknowledge the modding community and the emulation community take a look and realize like okay maybe these guys are onto something and they're not reinventing the wheel but they're sure as shit polishing it
0: I mean (laughs) yeah I guess I don't know it just I don't know. I I try to stay away from games that kind of that bait for nostalgia. I guess. Yeah, I mean, you're out for the new. Yeah, I mean, I I I have it in my. I mean, again, going back to the Fallout Three. Um, so. I mean, I kind of wish I could go back to to the good old days, because at least apparently uh, Fallout 3 doesn't cause massive memory leaks on Windows 10 updates anymore. That is apparently, yep, notice Fallout 3 is not optimized for Windows 7 and later. Uh. Uh, we three <laughs> oh Windows <no>. in. <laughs> yeah, so I, I I can never go back now. <laughs> but it, I don't know, man. I will cherish the memories I have of Fallout Three. I will cherish the memories I have for Fallout New Vegas. But it's just I can't. I can only play it once. I can only play it once the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, there are some games that I go through multiple times. The Witcher is one of them. Yeah. But uh, you know, the comment that you made though, I, I I think expanding on that like even like just because somebody enjoys doom 2016 and tw- and doom eternal doesn't mean that they're going to enjoy doom 1 and 2 from
0: the 90s it's two completely different things yeah
1: two completely different worlds <laughs> So, uh, uh. so that's where I'm at right now with this. I think um, if somebody's on the fence of of buying this collection, and and if they notice that they have some other ways of being able to play this game, maybe look into that first. Mm-hmm. Um. So, uh, K- Sathoff on Twitch is saying, "I cherish the memories of leather goddesses of Phobos." <laughs> <laughs> yeah don't uh i mean don't let the nostalgia just rob you of 60 bucks if if the company doesn't deserve it like i did
0: it yeah like it's just i understand that people will always go back to try and uh, to try and relive the nostalgia i i have nothing wrong with that yeah yeah don't get me wrong about that part but at the same time, at least when it when when I come back to certain things, like there are certain games out there where I just can't get back to the groove of things. <laughs> like it's like I, I I play on computer most of the time. Like going back to Fallout Three, the first game I have ever owned on an Xbox Three Sixty. Yeah. Outside of Left 4 Dead, it just doesn't feel the same, and I just can't get back into it. Yeah. And it's just. Ah, golly mighty. But, I mean, there, there's nothing wrong with going back there and, you know, playing something for the purpose of nostalgia. I'm I'm not bashing on anyone that wants to do that. But at the same time, there's got to be a point where you have to say to yourself, will I really get the same experience out of this? Mm-hmm. Like, if if I played it on, if, I don't know, if I played Doom 1 or 2 from before and I tried to play it again... Am I gonna have the same sort of experience? You know, right? It's right. it's just I don't know. It it's just my whole view on the thing. Yeah, I I'm with you, man. I'm with you.
1: So uh, that's really the extent of where I can go with this topic here. This is going to be a bit of a shorter episode, unless Steph, if there's anything else you want to add to this here. So with that here, let's go ahead and and talk about um how people can support this show. Now, and, and I'm saying again here, this is the very first time we have done a podcast recording on Twitch like this. Um generally this this show was uh, completely audio only, but we've been we've been meaning to be able to expand beyond that because we want to be able to reach further audiences how you can help is by sharing the show, getting more people to listen to the show whether it's through the uh, the podcast um, programs of their choice, whether it's through YouTube or sig- sitting in with, with us while we stream on Twitch. And uh, we want to be able to do things like get some new sponsors and um you know, help in just just help spread the word of of what we do because I do believe that we make what is the absolute objectively best gaming podcast that is out there. So and uh sethoff uh he's asking uh this is he's saying this is great, where is Stev? Stev does not have a webcam and Stev is what he usually does is he comes here in the studio to record with us, but because of certain dangers of COVID he he just wasn't feeling comfortable with being able to come into the studio to do this. So um on a later episode he's gonna he's gonna be inside the
0: recording studio so we can have uh oh yeah both of us here. So Yeah. I, ju- I just I d di- I didn't want I didn't want to come in just in case all of a sudden I just kinda realized that, oh, well, I'm feeling a little woozy or something like that. Yes, that is <laughs> Yeah. Dick Marmalade I in the chat is that. saying some old lady coughed on him. you know spread this infectious disease yeah um, i am, i am now the asshole <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'd, ra- I'd rather not t- I'd, I'd rather not have that happen like god damn i would feel so fucking
1: mad <laughs> and so where to f- where to find us online besides this we have facebook.com slash arrogant media that's what this is all under but we are also part of madcastmedia.com which is run by my personal hero Matt. as a real life